0: Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter, welcome to this, the 20th episode of Goal 2 Go, what a season it was. The regular season that is, and that is finally over. So let's recap those week 18 games, and then let's preview the playoffs. But before I do that, I might as well get the college football games out of the way. Notice how I said with an S, there were two of them. We begin with the FCS Championship. All I'm going to say is what there is to say. North Dakota State went out there and dominated Montana State like it was absolutely nobody's business. Montana State lost their quarterback early in the game, so they had to go to their backup who had some playoff experience but was nowhere near as experienced as the guy that got them all the way. Uh, North Dakota State went in there as if it was their own place because they basically own Frisco. Uh, Like, seriously, they've been there so many times that it's kind of a joke. And they ran through them. James Madison versus North Dakota State was pretty much the national championship. That semifinal was going to determine who's going to win it all. Like I didn't think there was any doubt in my mind that the winner of that was going to go on and beat whoever won. Um, or no, it was going to be Montana State. They'd already won earlier. I think. Why can't I remember this? What I can remember is that this game wasn't really that mem- memorable. Like, it happened. Amazing. Cool. Anyway. So, yeah. Then, the college football playoff national championship. And because of that, why not just go to my college football playoff pick'em? So, I had Bama winning it. Nope. Uh. No, the Georgia Bulldogs pulled off the upset in a game that started out as if it was, uh, well, you know what? It was a game that was fitting for Indianapolis because it started like a freaking Big Ten game. Field goals left and right. Like... Seriously? Really? We're just going to do death by field goals and then it wasn't and then it was fun at the end. I was right. This game was under 52 and a half. It was 51. I thought that it was going to be the first score was going to be an Alabama touchdown. I was wrong. I said that either Alabama was going to be leading at the half or it was going to be tied. I was right. It was 9 to 6 Bama at the half. I had Bryce Young throwing for more yards than Stetson Bennett. I was right. Bryce Young had a Damn fine game, 369 yards to Stetson-Bennis, 224. I had Jameson Williams with more yards than Brock Bowers, 65-36. to 36. I was right. Hey, would you look at this? Uh, Will Anderson and Nicobe Dean had as many sacks as each other. Zero. I had Lad McConkie with more uh, receptions than Slade Bolden. Nope. Um, Yeah, seven for Slade Bolden to Lad's one. Both teams had a lead in the game. Thought that was going to happen. How many rushing yards will Brian Robinson record? Turns out he only had 68. I thought it would be between 100 and 124. Which uh, quarter would have the most points? I said it was the third. Fourth quarter, this game just came to life with the craziest fumble recovery ever. Boy, did that not look like a fumble. Dude was lucky he accidentally picked up the ball inbounds. Did the game go to overtime? Of course it didn't. And I said there would be 508 total yards. There were 763. But yeah, all through that, let's talk about the actual game itself. This was kind of weird and fun. To watch Bama just struggle throughout. It was a close game. It was a tight game. Uh, Georgia pulled ahead. It looked like Bama was about to go down on that. Like When Bama scored that touchdown, it felt like, oh god, this is Bama winning again. This is not fun. Um, And so... You had to deal with that. But then, what do you know? Georgia kind of storms back. Look, when Georgia went down and drove and scored, it was kind of insane. Like, I didn't expect it. Th- this game was just flat out one of the one of the more interesting games. And yes, the final pick six made it even better. Because it was like, oh, there's no way. Now, I would have liked if uh, Georgia would have gone for two, up seven, but I totally understand uh, instead deciding to kick the extra point, make it eight. I just believe in the idea of going for two when you're up seven. Personally, go for it. If you miss, they still have to score a touchdown. If you make it, it's a two-possession game. They have to score twice. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, overall... Pretty damn good game. It was on Monday, and I barely remember it. And yet, I remember the NFL games a lot more. This is mainly because of the basketball and because I watched that game, kinda. I was half watching that game and half not, because I thought it wasn't going to be good. It was. It was crazy. So anyway, let's talk week 18. I went 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, there were a lot of upsets. Well... So starting with the Chiefs and the Broncos, this Williams a near this was a near upset, but wasn't. Yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs decided to forget how to play football for three quarters, and then they remembered. Fun. Uh. Seriously though, what happened? Uh. Like, what? 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 Broncos, what did you do to actually make this a close game? I should note, I did not watch this game because I was too busy watching LSU beat Tennessee by 12 in basketball. So, yeah. Uh, Pat Shermer deciding to kick a field goal down 7. I'm sorry, not Pat Shermer. uh, Vic Fangio, both of them. Really? Really. Down 7. Really? The Chiefs' win percentage went up. It went up from... Uh, 73% to 88%. That's inexcusable. And it's why he got fired. Then we have the Cowboys and the Eagles. Cowboys won this game 51-26, to but the Eagles were without a lot of their starters. So, like, did it really matter? No. No, it didn't. Then, Bengals-Browns. I should have picked the Bengals to lose. They're on this weird skid. Plus, they weren't starting any of their starters. They they kind of, sort of... It was kind of a meh, we're resting guys thing. So, whatever. They nearly won, but didn't. Packers-Lions. Okay. The Lions came out and they actually tried. They ran a trick play. Tom Kennedy became the first player from Bryant to ever be, like... First of all, I think he's the only player from Bryant in uh, NFL history... Uh, Bryant is a Rhode Island-based school that competes at the FCS level, uh, and he threw a touchdown. He's a wide receiver. Yeah, he just threw a touchdown to Khalif Raymond, uh, who went to Holy Cross. But they've had a lot of NFL alumni. Um, 75 yards. It was it was a bomb. Well, I'm sorry, it wasn't a bomb. I'm sorry. It was a it was a shot play though. It was a good play. It was a really good. They used a few trick plays in there to try and keep the Packers on their heels. Uh, Dan Campbell was not going to go down without a fight. No, he wanted to play his heart out, and the team played well. At the end of the game, the Packers had a couple of chances to potentially go on game-winning drives, and both times they picked off Jordan Love. Defense was playing its hearts out. Uh, it was it was a really good game. That's what the game we got. Um, actually, it's pretty cool. Vikings-Bears? Yeah, I got this one right. Look, it was the battle between two teams we knew were firing their head coaches. And what do you know? They fired their head coaches. So, (laughs) what, 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 really, really, was I supposed to expect something different from this? We, we know. It's kind of a... just I, I really I really don't have anything to say about this game, because this game was basically meaningless. Washington versus the Giants. Joe Judge ran a QB sneak on third and nine at his own four-yard line. And you wonder why he got fired. And it wasn't for that though. No, but Joe Judge is an idiot. I'm sorry, and you did this to get more room to punt. What if you tried to get a first down? What if you tried to run the ball with Saquon Barkley? What if you tried to do any other play that could gain you more than two yards? You are the worst by Colts, Jaguars. You know, I should have gone with the meme, shouldn't I? The Jaguars have beaten the Colts. The Colts are not in the playoffs because they couldn't beat the Jaguars. Not only could they not beat the Jaguars, they decided to... So the Jaguars fans decided to do a clown out and the Colts decided to join in. That's how they played. This was an absolute and utter dumpster fire of a game. The final stats don't tell you how bad Carson Wentz was. He had like 100 passing yards. He didn't have a touchdown until the final minutes into garbage time. The Jaguars outplayed them. It was an absolute joke. Carson Wentz could not play, and he was a liability. It's to the point where the Colts are thinking of moving on from him after one year. This is a team that traded a first-round pick for him, becomes a first-round pick to a team that ended up making the playoffs, and they missed. Oops. Yup. Then, Ravens-Steelers. Of course the Steelers won. Why Why wouldn't they have won? This is only Ben Roethlisberger's... what was supposed to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game. Now it's not. Nope. Turns out, the Steelers are going to the playoffs thank you jaguars for being stupid the jaguars still have the number one overall pick they get to win ruin their rival season and get the top overall pick what's not to love their ownership structure and their gm that's why god so raven Steelers was an ugly game who could have seen that coming it's not like that's been typical of every game in their rivalry ever like seriously what what were you expecting? A good, fun, offensive game? This is the Steelers you're talking about. Really? Nah. Just, no. Uh, Steelers won it, got it, they got the game into overtime, won the game on a field goal. Then, Titans-Texans. The Titans locked up the one seed, uh, the Texans put up a good fight, because of course they did, because it's the Titans, and for some reason they have to play them close for no reason. I'll get into the head coaching fires, but firings, by the way, after we recap Week 18. Because that makes logical sense. Uh, Saints-Falcons, we did all we could, but the Rams are assholes, aren't they? So, we won this game. We dominated this game. Trevor Simeon had to come in because Taysom Hill re-injured his foot. He had that Liz Frank injury he was battling already, and he aggravated it. So, he wouldn't have been available if we'd have made the playoffs. And Trevor Simeon can't win games he starts. But he can do well in games he doesn't start. This is the problem, though. It's like, we'd have to put an Ian Book to start, and then we'd get back up to uh, Trevor Simeon. But then we'd have starter Ian Book. and That's a problem. Yeah, Saints won this game. They kind of dominated. I already talked about this. I'm not going into more detail. We won. We killed them. Falcons suck. Falcons ended the season with 18 sacks. As a team. There were two players that had more sacks than that. Robert Quinn and T.J. Watt had more sacks. By the way, congrats on uh, T.J. Watt for tying the post-1982 sack record. Al Baker holds the all-time sack record, unofficially, of course, with uh, 23 in 1974, his rookie season. Crazy. The Bills beat the Jets. Why was this game anywhere remotely, like, somewhat close? The answer? Uh, Who's to say? Um, yeah. I didn't watch this game. I don't really know what happened in it. It was kind of meh. Dolphins and Patriots. Well, the Dolphins finished the season on a high note. Surely they wouldn't then sack their head coach. We'll talk about that. Patriots are in a bit of a slump. I don't know what it is, but they're going to need to turn it around if they're going to win. This is going to be the first time that Bill Belichick has ever played a road wildcard game as a head coach crazy. Bucks beat the Panthers. Oh, you're telling me that the team that has no offense couldn't win? Awesome. So the Bucks won. It was 41 to 17. It was an absolute and utter destruction. Okay, moving on. No one cares. 49ers Rams. So the Rams had a 17-point lead and then they led 17 to 3 at the half and Sean McVay has never uh, lost a game in which he had a halftime lead except for now because the one time he needs to actually win a game, he doesn't. We hate, we just, Matt Stafford, not be stupid in clutch situations, challenge impossible. God, bro, what was that pick? What did this team do besides not defend Debo Samuel? Seriously, you gave up 55 yards on one play. 55 yards on one play. You gave this game away. You had this game and you completely lost it. Saints are out of the playoffs. It's the eighth time in franchise history we've needed help to go to the playoffs, and we've only gotten it once. That was in 1990, when we definitely didn't deserve to go. Because we went 8-8 eight and eight that year, and we were never above five hundred at any point. That was the first year they expanded the playoffs to 6. So, yeah. Then Cardinals, Seahawks. Rams, you are damn lucky that the Cardinals lost. Just a few minutes before the game ceiling interception, Cardinals uh, lost to the Seahawks. And, uh... Yeah. I don't know what happened. What is wrong with Cliff Kingsbury? He cannot lead a team down the stretch. They lose for no reason. It's stupid. And then finally, the final game of the night uh, was Raiders-Chargers which nearly ended in a tie until it didn't. So the Chargers decided they wanted to call a timeout. Brandis Daly wanted a timeout. I get that. It wasn't going to end in a tie. I know that the Raiders were going to come out and they were going to run the ball. My question is, why are you putting a defensive back where a linebacker should be? When you're facing a we-are-literally-going-to-run-the-football scenario. You think adding an extra defensive back is going to help you? A def- Who's better at tackling a big runner and not letting them get and not get bowled over? How about a linebacker? My goodness gracious, Staley. And with that, um, the Chargers allowed themselves to get eliminated from the playoffs by being stupid. All you had to do was stop them or not be stupid earlier. This is a Chargers team that completely collapsed. You should not have lost to the Texans. So same thing with the Saints. If you didn't lose to the damn Giants, the difference is the Giants were early in the season and the Texans were when you needed to win in order to keep yourself alive for the uh, AFC West. Congratulations, you played yourselves. What the hell happened? This is one of the better teams that you're... When we look back on this team, we're going to be like, how the hell did they miss the playoffs? Seriously? But they did. And so our playoff field is set. We've got a bunch of teams. Yes, we do. And so, I'm going to preview every game. But before I preview the games, let's talk about the two uh, two teams that will not be playing. The one seeds, beginning with the Titans. So the Titans got the one seed, and they didn't have Derrick Henry for most of the season. How is Vrabel going to screw this one up? That's literally what I have to worry about. That's what you need to worry about, Titans fans. Frabel finds a way to randomly lose games he shouldn't. There are games that he wins where it's like, whoa, how did he do that? And then there are those stupid ones, like the one to the Texans this year, where it's like, no, nah, there's no excuse for this. You just lost, and I don't know how you did it. They are dumb losses, and it's like, why does this happen to you at least once every year? you have to avoid that in the playoffs blowing a double digit lead to the chiefs in the afc championship how about that after stuffing the number one run defense i mean run offense in the entire league in nfl history you blow it and i just have to ask you that um What is it? What is it? I am trying to think of a way to formulate it, but it's like Mike Vrabel collapsing is a thing. His team collapsing is a thing that keeps happening. If they want to win the Super Bowl, and they could do it. This is a team that's very good, but they have to avoid the collapse. Derrick Henry might be back and healthy. That's scary because this team didn't have Derrick Henry and they still got the one seed. With Derrick Henry, they'd have ran away with it. It'd have been insane. But yeah, that's the thing. In the NFC, the Packers are scary. The Packers have not been fully healthy for like any of this season, and now they might be. You look at every guy back, they're going to have David Bakhtiari. They're going to have Jair Alexander. These are the two big guys they really haven't had down the stretch. Now they're back. Oh, God, oh, geez. And they get a week off? Run. Just run because it's going to end in some... Uh, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very tough. And they're going to... I think they're going to win the divisional round. It's going to be very tough. Again, it's going into Lambeau. They just have to stay healthy. That's the main thing that you have to worry about, is health. Because last year, they lost Bakhtiari. They lost their other left tackle. They, they lost left tackle. And the Buccaneers capitalized on it. And they pressured Rodgers, and Rodgers couldn't get the ball. When when the Bucs, when Tom Brady threw, like, three straight picks, they couldn't capitalize. That's not good. That hurts. I mean, that's what turned the tide of the game, in my opinion, not being able to score on any of those. But, yeah. So, now, let's move on. Starting with the Raiders versus the Bengals. I don't know how the Raiders got here, but they did! 10-7 somehow. They're 10-7 despite all the crap they've been through this year. And yes, they backed their way into the playoffs, but they still made the playoffs. That's tough. They're facing the 10-7 Bengals. Ooh boy. This is a team that has made no sense to me. The second you get faith in them, they will disappoint you. And a lot of people have faith in them, so they're about to disappoint them. Here's the problem. The Raiders, I don't know how they win this game. And the only thing I can think of is Max Crosby. If Max Crosby goes off and gets like three sacks, it's over. If they can stop Joe Mixon, it's over. They have to get Burrow on the ground. Now, I've seen Joe Burrow play in playoffs. It doesn't end well for the teams he faces. He's got this poise. He's got this chip on his shoulder. When he has to have it over the past... uh, Over this season, when he's been in those games where you have to have it, he's shown up. He's shown up. Like the Ravens game. And the Chiefs game. Where he had to be on. He was on. So I think the Bengals will win. I think Burrow is going to throw for more passing yards than Derek Carr. Of these four players, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Josh Jacobs, and and Damian Harris, I think uh, Jamar Chase is going to have the most Touchdowns, Could be wrong. Yes, I said I was going to do the... We'll do the coach's thing after this, by the way. Just so that it makes sense. Uh, then we have Bill's Patriots. Ooh, buddy. It's going to be two degrees in Buffalo. Two. This is going to be a very interesting game. Like, I mean, first of all, we saw what these two teams did the last two times they've met... They split it. So this is the rubber match. Bills get a chance to do something they've always wanted to do. Knock the damn Patriots out of the playoffs. Now, I don't think that Josh Allen's going to record 250 passing yards and 50 rushing yards in this game. I think part of that's just going to be because it'll be hard to throw the ball, and they might have to start relying on their run game. And if they can rely on their run game, which I know they barely have, uh, they'll win. That's fine. Uh, what else? Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, they got here on the backs of pretty decent play, but Mac Jones has been fading down the stretch, and you gotta wonder how he's doing. The Bills, they did some good stuff earlier. They've had some inconsistencies on offense, especially. What is the run game when you only have Josh? Like, Josh Allen's been the only guy to facilitate the run game. Otherwise, it's been kind of... "Mm." But, yeah. Um, then Eagles-Bucks. Eagles-Bucks is not your typical 2-7 game because the Eagles are not your typical 7 because the Eagles are good. If the Eagles win, I won't be as surprised as you would think. The Eagles played the Bucks earlier in the year. The Eagles lost, and the Bucks held the ball for 38 minutes. That ain't gonna happen this time because the Eagles only ran the ball 19 times. No. No, this was during the Eagles phase of we don't want to run the ball. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Miles Sanders is going to be back. I still got the Bucks winning this game, but I just want to talk about this game a little bit more. So, the Bucks run defense is this vaunted thing. If you run out... If you're not running down the middle, you're getting yards. They are the 29th run defense on runs that are not up the middle. So, don't run up the middle on them. What don't the Eagles like to do? Run up the middle. They run an option-type game. They can run option. You have Hurts. Oh, he might throw the ball or run it or pitch it. Defend it. They didn't do that much of it. They're going to have so much ready, especially because they didn't show their hand against the Cowboys. Nope. I think that Brady will throw for three passing touchdowns, but that's because he's going to have to at least. Of these four players, I believe Mike Evans is going to have the most receiving yards. Just because I don't trust the uh, defense of the... What is the name of the team? Eagles. That's right. (laughs) Mike Evans over CeeDee Lamb, Debo Samuel, and Devontae Smith. Though Debo Samuel could literally carve the the Cowboys a new one. (laughs) And that's the thing. 49ers get in here because Jimmy G may not have a thumb, but they still have Debo Samuel. And nobody covers Debo Samuel. What even is it? Meanwhile, you got the Cowboys. They are fading down the stretch. I do not believe in this team to go that far. I actually think the 49ers can win this game. I think that Dak Prescott's slump isn't a slump. It's just the way he's been playing and the way it seems like he might be playing for like the rest of the, maybe the year. Um, It has not been good. I don't know what the heck they're uh, all about, but it ain't ain't fun at all. I mean, yeah, they threw for all this yardage against an Eagles team that was depleted. Cool. Meaningless. It was pretty much meaningless. They haven't shown me much in recent weeks that have let me think, oh, yeah, this team can win. But who knows? Again, Trayvon Diggs, first-team All-Pro, That's a questionable decision. He had all those picks, and he had all those penalties, and he allowed all those yards, and he allowed all those touchdowns. But he had all those picks. Second team all pro at best. Um, I think that the game will be tied in the fourth quarter at some point. Then Chiefs-Steelers. Chiefs are going to win this game. I'm worried that that's not true, but the Chiefs better win this game. This could be Ben Roethlisberger's last ride, or they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl for some stupid reason. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out. This will be interesting. I think Kelsey has more receptions than Deontay Johnson, um, although the Steelers might just rely on Deontay Johnson to just get the ball up the field because reasons. Um, also, most uh, most passing yards... I'm sorry, passing touchdowns in the wild card between Mahomes, Murray, Stafford, and Roethlisberger... I got Mahomes. I think the defense... Even though the defense of the Steelers is pretty good... It's going to be tough to stop him. Yeah. That's just my thing. And then... Rams-Cardinals. These are two teams that are very annoying. So you have the Rams. The Rams have Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford in the playoffs has been a complete nutter utter joke. Except for that one time. Uh, against the Saints. Except we were kicking their asses so hard. It didn't matter. Uh, the Cardinals, meanwhile, are fading down the stretch. Did I mention that? Yeah. The Rams got lucky to win the division. Because the Cardinals just... didn't... um... Because they completely shot the bed. But... you know... I... It's really tough for me on this one. The Rams are a good football team. But they've been inconsistent. The Cardinals are dying down the stretch. But they could still win this. I'll tell you this. Matthew Stafford's gonna have to deal with another silent count... You are a pathetic team with no fans. That is all. Also, over and under on the 99.5 receiving yards by Cooper Cup. I think he's going to have 100. Total points in the wildcard round, 201. My Super Bowl pick is whoever's healthiest. I think we probably have a State Farm Bowl. Chiefs, Packers... That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. So now, as one final thing. Let's look at who's been fired. Let's talk about them. Starting with... Vic Fangio. I already said he sucks. So, whatever. Um... We had Vic Fangio going. Good. I already said Joe Judge. He's an idiot and useless. Gone. Mike Zimmer. They needed to get rid of him. He's been successful, but he's been holding them back far, far too much. They also fired their GM, which is great, because he's been the idiot who decided to give Kirk Cousins that contract. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are out with the Bears. Good. Matt Nagy's an idiot. He just lost his touch ever since, like, his first year. He'll find his place back as an offensive coordinator Ryan Pace is an idiot who gave uh, what was it Mike Glennon like 18 million dollars apparently according to one story um, Mitch Trubisky was going to come into a meeting with uh, Nagy to work on some notes for like maybe the next season and uh, Nagy never showed up that's the sign of a good coach um yeah who else was gone? Uh, Dave Gettleman retired as the general manager of the Giants. Why the heck was he able to retire? Seriously, dude should have been fired. Dude was terrible. I don't know. How the heck? Um, things are working. Oh. Here's an interesting little thing. Chip Kelly will not be hired. Because Chip Kelly has been re-signed. He's just taken a four-year deal with UCLA. Um, yeah, that's a big deal because he's not going to the NFL now. Uh, who were some other firings? There were two very recent ones that came out It's very weird. The NFL is back down to one black head coach, which is a big deal because, you know, it's weird how the two that got fired probably shouldn't have, although maybe if Brian Flores was actually doing the things he did, I can see it, but he wasn't the right guy to fire. Yeah, Brian Flores somehow got fired despite having two winning seasons the past two years, which is more than the Dol- which is as many as the Dolphins had in the past 10 seasons prior to his arrival, but apparently there was a power struggle between the GM and the head coach. Now, granted, the GM is an idiot, The GM is the guy who has built the worst offensive line in the NFL. But, apparently, and I say apparently because I'm going to tell you why this probably didn't happen, uh, Flores was yelling with Tua. This was talked about by a source that's terrible in Miami, so no one believes it. Good. Okay. But there was a power struggle. We know that. And they chose the head coach. The guy who's probably going to get another head coaching job and is the best head coach in the market. You are stupid and your franchise deserves nothing. Then there was David Culley. David Culley got fired after one season. He went 4-13 and with a roster that couldn't have gone much better. <laughs> they beat the Chargers. Like, Davis Mills didn't look like an idiot. What did you want? Seriously. I absolutely hate this. 1,000% disagree with this. David Culley was given nothing. David Culley was brought in as a stopgap hire. No. Screw you. We know what kind of ownership... uh, We know what kind of owners they have, by the way. Don't want the inmates running the asylum. This, This is literally a quote from their former owner. Terrible dude for saying that. Bro, you just don't say that. Anyway, Bud Adams things. Um, yeah... I'm not implying anything, am I? No, I'm not implying anything. You should totally read between the lines of what I'm saying because I'm implying exactly what you think I'm saying. Uh, the fact that there's only one black head coach and three minority head coaches because you also have Rob Sala and Ron Rivera, that's a bit of a thing that should be noted for a league that's like 80, 85% black. That just doesn't make sense. The dynamics don't make sense there. Now, I think Flores probably gets rehired, and I think that Eric bieniemy has got a good chance of getting hired too, so I think it'll be black... Uh, black up to 3 <laughs> that was an ax- That was not a Freudian slip that just works out perfectly doesn't it um, but no it needs to be like more representative How is th- it's- it shouldn't be so low the barrier to end- it's not a meritocracy either because it's like there needs to be more opportunities for them and they're good at what they do hey you know who's probably going to get hired maybe hopefully Byron Leftwich he needed that opportunity to be an offensive coordinator and he's done a fine job we need to have more opportunities. More former players should be being coordinators. They should be being coaches. They do well because they know what it's like. They can relate to players. And some of them suck. Alrighty. Some are Mike Singletary, who can who couldn't coach to save his life, dude. You run you ran the Memphis Express into the ground. You were an absolutely terrible coach. Yes, I am still pissed off about the AAF. Um. God, why was he hired? Seriously, couldn't coach. Can't coach with him. Can't win with him. Can't do it. Seriously. That's his ass talking about Vernon Davis. Uh, Yeah, right. He just couldn't do it. Not all former players can coach, but still. Fritz Pollard Alliance came out with the statement. Gotta hire good coaches. They're very good coaches. Okay? And people... Guys, it was not... It was like... Why would David Cully be hired and then fired right afterward? Like, that wouldn't happen with... Matt Rule didn't have that happen with him. The last two times... The last... Look, so Urban Meyer was fired with cause. The last two times I've seen a coach fired after one season, they had a very similar thing in common. Okay? It ain't working. Now, if they hire Brian Flores... But still... Cully coming in and just making him the scapegoat for all your problems is stupid. You won four games again. Cool. You had nothing. Now, the reasoning they gave, which I can understand but not really, was that he wanted to keep on the offensive coordinator of the worst offense in the NFL. My issue is just fire him anyway. Fire him anyway and uh, promote Pep Hamilton. But if that was a non negotiable, I can understand it. But either way, this needs to be fixed. Cause you brought in a guy that was unqualified to coach. He hadn't even had coordinator experience. Um, and he did an okay job. As Flores, dude, really, twenty four and twenty five record over three years. Give me a break. This dude got a one in seven team to win seven straight. <clears throat> one in seven team went nine and eight. A one in seven team went nine and eight. That's incredible. And there's no reason for that to have happened. But it's whatever. And that's going to do it for this episode of Goal to Go. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Um, so, what is on the agenda for the next week? Tomorrow, LSU basketball versus Arkansas. There's going to be an episode of the uh, basketball ball cap coming out the day after. So that's on Sunday. I'm thinking on Sunday. Depending on which games, and I needed to double check what games are on Sunday. Uh, cuz depending on which game that is on Sunday at one, I'm either gonna go to the women's basketball game or I'm going to watch that game. Because football is fun. That day at one o'clock. Oh, it's the Bucks Eagles game. Great, I actually want to watch that. Okay, so we'll be watching that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, what else is there to say? Um, Goal to Go, probably gonna be on, uh, maybe it'll be on Friday again. Uh, don't forget Wednesday. When, actually, no, it won't be on Friday. I can tell you that for certain. Because Friday, there's a meet. Fingers crossed. I just I just jinxed that, didn't I? Um, but yeah. So, Thursday. Back to Thursday. Just because this week it was Friday because of some stuff that happened. Um, But, yeah. So, Thursday. Then, Wednesday, by the way. LSU Flying Tigers podcast. Friday, after the meet. Friday night hypes. And, uh, yeah. So, hope you enjoyed this. If you did, why not share it with a friend or someone you know. Um, If you want to find me on Twitter, find me at capital B-E-N... Capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. I'm going to start linking my Twitter and Instagram in the description of this, by the way, just so that y'all can follow me. Because why not? Um, Yeah, so that's going to do this. Uh, Hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I've been Ben Schluter. This has been Gold to Go. And have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye.